0: Welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different, but it's totally different and it's wonderful. We had the opportunity of speaking to Mr. Brian Steely. You can follow along with his work online at steelyworks.com. steel like the metal. And it's Brian Steely on Instagram, and he's just worked with uh, a lot of great artists. We came to team up with him, actually, through the work that he's done in the past with Fish. Uh, he's done some posters and work with them, as well as uh, widespread Red Panic, Mumford & Sons, Dave Matthews Band, and so many other great uh, artists, as well as breweries here in Connecticut he did some work for Nod Hill Brewery. He did their logo. He's in their labels, and it, they're really unique and creative. They make really good beer. Uh, also, the the rebrand for, for Hanging Hills uh, is really uh, looks really great, and we'll talk about that as well. Also, another uh, label or design that we'll talk about as well is from Eureka Brewing Company. So a lot of great stuff. Um, he's extremely talented. We're really excited um, to, to have Another opportunity to talk about music and, and beer and design and just connect with good people, and Brian's just a, a great example of that. He's a, he's a humble dude who has a, a unique style that's uh, simple, traditional, powerful, uh, historic, you know, in the future, in the past, all concurrently, you know, a nod to, to hieroglyphics and just trying to strip things down to uh, their simplest form, and it's just uh, really beautiful Love a lot of the, the nature elements of his work. And just uh, this is a good episode. It's, it's, uh, it's a great story. He's been, you know, doing design now for 20 years. His catalog of, you know, of clients, you know, his different beers, uh, breweries, you know, as well as bands, artists, uh, some, some cannabis clients, you know, uh, some iconic brands. And really, uh, I think it's just a good story about hard work. Doing something that you love, you know, being true to yourself. You know, the story of how he kind of uh, got his first, you know, gig poster with widespread panic is. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steal it for you. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. But I think it's just pretty, pretty amazing. It's really, really inspiring, and it's also kind of a blast from the past because we're about the same age and just some of the things that you would do now to get a client or work with somebody or reach out or just completely completely different So the idea of thinking about his story and his you know the the rotary phone at home waiting for you know a call or a call just coming out of the blue you know I remember trying to you know you have to use the phone you have to make sure that no one else picked it up and you know if you wanted to talk to a girl you go upstairs you know in your parents room but then obviously the phone downstairs people pick it up and you know interrupt and you try to act cool or the AOL days would dial-up—you know—something put on the phone, and they would, you would lose whatever you're doing. So it was just kind of a—it was, uh, it was nostalgic for me. It was, it was a great part of his story. I think that you know what he's doing and continue to, you know, evolve with his uh, mono line, you know, style is really his calling card. And just to think, you know, the idea of stripping things down and making them so simple, as we said before, and to look at all the work that he's done, is, uh, it's just really cool. Then, you know, you always hope. Like, we hope that the beer tastes as good as it looks, you know, when there's somebody who has so many touch points on things that I love, you know, that are important to me, you know, music, you know, beer, you know, cannabis, and just kind of, uh, you know, good people, you you hope that, um, you you hope that they're as good, you know, as, as you want them to be. And so it was kind of nice. It was uh, unexpected, you know, sharing a lot in common and just uh, really to have a similar appreciation for life and perspective, you know, we talk... You know, about the, the pandemic and all and all. So I think it's just a really great episode. I don't want to take anything away from it because I think that you all will really enjoy it. This week's episode is episode 169. We are in season 15 and we are just having a great time. As we try to do, I'd say once a year, you know, usually it's either January or October, we take a little time off, uh, try to get back in shape, uh, whatever that may be. We've been doing uh our push-up challenge you know and we've also doing sober October and we're really excited this year because we've uh, partnered up with kind of friends of ours and people who have been supporter of the project for a few years now you know athletic brewing company it's kind of a multi-degrees of separation but when we did our art show at the Kettle de Del Gallery, you gallery know, they provided some of the beer for the night and you know we were blown away to learn that it was non-alcoholic we also uh, again with the the, the Six Degrees of, uh, of Separation um, is, you know, their labels are done by Fair Folk, uh, which is how we got introduced to them because of Kevin Simo, who does uh, Trillium. And then we had on the, the podcast, episode 144, we had uh, Mr. Sam Kelly. So it kind of really, you know, all ties it together. And then they're here uh, in Connecticut. So if you're not familiar with them, it's Athletic Brewing on Instagram, com. We have... Um, you know We have a code that you can use, but it's uh, craft lovers, craft beer lovers at heart. They brew delicious beers that just happen to be non-alcoholic. Uh, the founders, Bill and John, started Athletic because there was nothing like it on the market. And I would definitely agree with that. They're craft beer lovers who wanted to cut back on the alcohol without compromising on flavor. They realized that the innovation and interesting flavors that they loved in other craft beers weren't available in non-alcoholic beer. So they brewed the beer that they wanted to drink. It turns out there are a lot of other drinkers looking to moderate or abstain from the alcohol consumption, and they're also thirsty. To keep athletic flowing, uh, uh, community, they've expanded their brewery in Tavern on the East Coast and just opened a new brewery on the West Coast in San Diego. The cool part is that you can order the beers, have them delivered to you uh, in most states. So if you go to their website, athleticbrewing.com, it's really uh, it's wonderful, and then also... They donate 2% of all sales dollars to the uh, 2 for the Trails program for maintaining trails and parks that are often underserved by government budget shortfalls. So make sure you hunt over to the website, tell them that we sent you. Use code CANVAS25, and you'll receive 25% off your order. And if you order uh, two or more six-packs, they will deliver them to your door. We just had uh, ourselves... One of our favorites. Uh, it is the Run Wild while we're editing tonight, and I definitely think that you should uh, you should go on over there and and check it out. So you know, please do so. Uh, as we said, this episode 169 featuring Brian Steely. This episode is dedicated to my good friend Mr. Christopher Cartelli. He lives uh, in the area near um, Nod Hill. He's had uh, a birthday uh, party or two. I think there was one that was scheduled before uh, all this happened where not Hill was going to be a, a focal point of that adventure but Chris is a good friend of mine I've known him for well over a decade now uh, he's uh, just uh, went through his second bout with uh, with cancer so as we always like to say fuck cancer but uh, Chris you know this episode is, is for you uh, I know that you're a, you know a huge music fan you and Melo are the two biggest you know panic guys I know and so I'm seeing a widespread thinking of you know we, we've seen fish and you know awesome town and just a, a slew of other great events that we've uh, gone to and uh, put on together you know our our uh, our lifelong love i feel like uh, give us the money lebowski was a was a great band and if you haven't uh, checked them out yet folks you can head on over to the, the live music archive there's definitely a, you know a few a few shows over there which i think will hopefully encapsulate the the vibe and good times that we uh, all brought together so just kind of bring everything full circle. Uh, I think that as we say uh, during the episode and try to say more in life, it's just important to let those who are important to you uh, know that. So uh, like I said, this one's going out to Chris. I love your brother. And uh, let's get into it. Episode 169, Mr. Brian Steely, right here on the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast very excited to have us today checking in from Atlanta, Georgia. Mr. Brian Steely, we came to learn of Brian. We thought it was through some of the the brewery work that he did, but then we went, you know, back and realized that uh, as a huge fish guy, which we've talked about on, you know, numerous uh, occasions and I haven't seen the band uh, I don't even know at this point anymore, maybe 75, 80 times that uh, Brian has done some of my uh, favorite, you know, posters and creative He's also done some awesome work for uh, you know, other breweries, uh, Nod Hill and upcoming kind of rebirth back here in Connecticut of, uh, of Hanging Hills Brewing Company and various other music fests and just uh, a slew of uh, cool stuff. I learned Mumford & Sons and Nike and some other cool spots, which you can see on his website, steelyworks.com, steel like uh, metal, S-T-E-L-Y works.com. And then on Instagram, you can follow along with his updates and adventures at brian steely thanks so much for being here brian i appreciate you
1: yeah thanks for having me on appreciate
0: it well that was uh it was a no-brainer yes like i said i figured out that uh yeah some of your some of my favorites and i think a few of my buddies have some of your work framed in their house so it's kind of uh it's kind of cool how it ties back around there's been i think we've had like a half dozen or more that have done fish posters which has been which has been pretty cool to tie that all together
1: yeah it's one of the pinnacles of my my career is getting to do a fish poster for sure.
0: Well, you've done a bunch of stuff since then. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's really, uh, really great to see. Um, yeah, but thanks so much for being here. I'm glad uh, we're able to connect. I can't wait for this thing to, to be over so I can go visit all of my, uh, my new friends all around the country and maybe around the world. So it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good time to, to connect with people and learn more about their story.
1: Definitely.
0: Definitely. So, this is probably where you do majority of the work here. This is probably your heaviest lifting of the adventure here. But kind of what's your, you know, your work is really, um, it's really powerful because I like it because it's it's minimalist and you know your, your your line work and, but then it's like super detailed and has a lot of you know depth and storytelling to it. So it really kind of uh, you know touches on on all fronts. Um, and each piece is you know really unique, but kind of fits into the. You know, and you can kind of as you, when you put them all together see that you've been you know kind of touched on them. you have kind of like your signature you know style so uh kind of uh take us back take us back in time a little bit how did you kind of uh come to find your your passion for art and design
1: um I think it goes all the way back to well to, to when I was a little little kid I um was always into art and drawing and um, won a few contests when I was a you know, young and, um, then kind of got pushed in away from art. Um, I think that was a natural, natural thing. When you're, you're my age, um, uh, parents didn't think kids can make enough money being an artist. And, you know, I didn't even know what graphic design was until I was out of school, out of college, which sounds crazy. Um, but I guess the, um, The time where I realized that something could come of it as um, I was a huge uh, widespread panic fan um, from about 89 on and um, I found out they were going to play at the Fox theater, which is a um, awesome theater um, here in Atlanta. It's probably one of my favorites and they were my favorite band at the time. So I found out they were playing there for the first, uh, the first time is a three night run over New Year's. So I sketched something up and uh, mailed it to them. to the brown cap management, um, which is their management company and, uh, got a phone call back on the landline at home and, uh, went up there and visited them and, uh, created the poster for the show, which is really cool to get to do because I didn't consider myself an artist. Um, didn't consider art as a way to move forward or anything, um, and didn't know anything about graphic design. So was kind of feeling my way through it as I went um, and learning a lot about design just doing this one poster Um, got out of got out of college and um, uh, started work at a PR agency and uh, shortly after that um, I started their graphic designer left and they're like you can draw once you be our graphic designer Um, and obviously that's not how it works I'm like I think I need to go back to school for that so started going to school at uh, portfolio center which is a little um two-year program here in atlanta um and i got about uh, half halfway through it and i was paying for it myself because my parents were done paying for school and i decided that i was done paying with it done paying for it too so um just uh stopped and have been teaching myself ever since um and i guess about i did about probably 15 years worth of design work just doing photo shoots and um branding work visual branding work and uh, brochures and all that kind of stuff uh, corporate I- pack corporate identity packages um and i just got started getting burnt out uh, by doing the same clients over and over again um so i started looking to back into myself i was seeing a lot of um uh, a lot of uh, digital stuff being made, and not a lot of hand drawn um, organic feeling natural feeling design work at the time, so I decided I'd start sketching again. I started sketching, and um uh, what arose from that is a style that I'm using now, which is essentially monoline um style, which I obviously didn't invent, I think the cavemen did way back in the day um But I started sketching um, and then because I'm not great at art, I would take it, scan it, put it on the computer and refine it in Illustrator. Um, And once I refined it and got it the way I wanted, then I would take it and mess it up again and kind of put some imperfections in it, um, which gave it the feel of uh, being hand drawn again and, and more organic, but also having that refinement to it as well.
0: I love it. I mean, I think that's first of all, I think it's a great story. I think that, I mean, as a music fan, just and somebody who worked it with bands, the fact you just sent them something in the mail, they're probably like, "Holy shit, this great artist wants to work with us." And you were like, "Holy shit, my favorite band wants to work with me." And so it was just really cool in that regard. And then I think that uh, just to, to find your your style, which I think I think I think you said it a great way, you didn't invent it, but I think you've you've mastered you know the the steely way of doing it. And I think that your pieces you know, really show that. And I, uh, obviously you can say much better than I do, but the kind of the organic, you know, mono, mono line style is, you know, something I've, I've definitely fallen in love with. And it's really cool that you're able to utilize that across so many different brands to let them be their own, you know, have their own unique flavor, but still kind of, uh, you know, be your, you know, something that folks have grown to look for in your work.
1: Yeah. I feel like it, um, it has a, what's cool about it is it kind of has a foot in the past and a foot in the future. Like you could look 40 years back and it, if you saw the, uh, my work, it wouldn't surprise you. Uh it, was, uh, it was 40 years old, but if you look 40 years in the future, it probably wouldn't surprise you either. So it has this timeless quality that I think really appeals to a lot of people. Um, and works well for me because clients like gravitate towards it because they want something that has longevity.
0: Yeah. It's timeless. Yeah. I think it has like a, you know, many ways it could be like a brand. Like, I don't mean that like a, like a name brand, but it's kind of like almost, you'd see in the old days, you know, something that would look great on wood and have that, that imperfection with the, the different uh, like strength of the, of the burn on on the object. And yeah. So I, I, yeah, I I totally understand. Yeah. Now, Now the panic poster i've seen a few times i saw them, one of the best panic shows I saw was at jazz fest but um what was what was the poster what is what was the design that kind of uh started for you
1: um well i asked myself i was like um what is widespread panic um and and i was like it's a fucking dragon standing on top of the world um you know breathing fire <laughs> i'm like there's nothing more widespread panic than that um so so i created this this thing um this poster and it it like literally took me so long that i had to enlist a friend in college to help me like finish it up um but it was fun you know i got to meet the band and like hang out with them and um really learn a lot about just like that now it's a poster design gig poster design.
0: yeah and folks if you uh we'll, we'll put it up in our story or uh or something but yeah if you look it up you can you can find it i think it's from the this is a 96, 97 fabulous Fox, right? And it's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like,
1: it looks nothing like what I'm doing now. So yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. It's really uh, Rick Griffin inspired, um, lettering. And, um, it's funny. I tell people, um, there's this book called the art of rock. And, um, when I was doing the poster, they have these, they have a big like hardbound book. that's just beautiful. Um, and i own it now but when i was in college i couldn't afford it so i had like this little pocket-sized version of it and i'd use it kind of as my reference to help me create the poster and like look at the lettering and how they the, you know that 70s influence um like rick griffin and all the greats um that did stuff for the grateful dead and jimmy hendrix um et cetera.
0: Mm, yeah yeah i think that uh yeah i have a bunch of album cover books and you know rock posts yeah i have so many in the uh that's the only problem with your work, Brian. They, they're very popular. So, like, when your stuff goes up, you know, it's 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 a little tough to it's a tough for uh, it's a little tough to get at the shows. But uh, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll get one. But yeah, I have a whole bunch. That's the whole th- other thing. I think that yeah, you know, the framing business that would be a whole other podcast. I mean, that that gets a little crazy. But we definitely oh, have. Oh man. We definitely have. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel shitty <laughs> saying. It's like I don't want to like sled anybody. It's like yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah, we have a whole slew of posters. I think that we have to just one by one instead of uh, looking at the the whole forest. Just one tree at a time. So we'll we'll get there.
1: Yeah, that's how I am too. I got the flat files and uh, just keep them flat. And yeah. uh, when I can afford it, I frame one of
0: them. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. Now you say that you're you're drawing, you sketching, know, and then you're using the computer and different technologies. Kind of, what's the? Do you have a certain type of? Uh, paper or pencils that you're using kind of what's the you know do you do Um, in the studio or you kind of just like wherever
1: i love micron um micron pens they're like archival ink pens and i they have like different uh nibs on them like uh i like typically like i have a three and a five and an eight and i kind of go between those um and i also love the just what whatever I can find in my house, like, you know, just a regular pencil too. I mean, it works just, just fine because what I end up doing is I sketch it and then it, it really doesn't matter what it's drawn with because it's going to be, it's just a template for me to create over the top of, like I, I consider it my architecture, um, that I build off of, if you will.
0: Yeah. So kind of the you know, widespread, I mean, widespread is a good, uh, concert poster resume to, to, to start off with and you've done work with, again, other bands. That I really enjoy, uh, Mumford and Sons, uh, comes to mind as well. So how does that kind of, how do you start, how do you start working with, with the bands? How does that, you know, what's kind of the, the process there?
1: Well, with widespread, I, you know, as I said, I mailed them the, the picture, the um, sketch in the mail, which is kind of crazy now thinking about it, you know, like putting some, folding something up, sticking an envelope, putting a stamp on it. And mailing it, and you know, in these days it might not even get there. <laughs> so uh, back then, the u s Postal Service wasn't being uh, messed with. So it was easy to mail something and um it, you know, reach in and then being called on my uh, parents' landline, which nobody has landlines anymore. Um, you know, this was pre cell phone and all that uh, back in ninety six so um that that was the first time I had like put myself out there to try to get something. Um, in return and ever like ever since I started this style it's been it's been really crazy because um, I haven't reached the only person I've reached out only company I've reached out to is about doing something. is Patagonia but every piece of work has come to me um, my promotions is I guess I work from you know posting on Instagram to people posting reposting my stuff on Pinterest to like relationships I've built so Fish came to me um because Julia saw my work on Instagram and we started working together uh like I don't know how many years ago. Um I did a bear for a fall tour like um probably five or six years ago. Um and I've been pretty much doing something on every tour since. Um and this last year she let me do a couple of posters, which was really cool. Yeah, you did the, uh, you did the
0: special what you did the special what, uh, the Sirius XM show, right? That was that one.
1: Yeah, and that was, that was kind of, that was probably one of my favorite posters I've done. And it was kind of a letdown because we were going to screen print that. And, um, and we didn't get the opportunity to um, do that because uh, Sirius uh, FM wouldn't let them um, sell the poster. So they ended up um, just offset printing them. Um, And uh, it didn't have the same um, oomph, I guess, at the end, but it was still, very cool opportunity. Um, and then because it didn't get screen printed, Julie is like, uh, oh,
0: why don't you do
1: one of our new year's, new year's posters too, to kind of make up for it, which was super cool for her. And, um, I did and, um, God, yeah, what a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like, uh, Mumford and Sons and, uh, Dave Matthews band, I've, uh, just have a relationship with uh, red star and, Okay some other like management companies and they, I guess they kind of just pass your name around. That's how it works because I get calls um, from time to time about um, doing work for various bands. And, you know, I, I love music so much and music's, um, what gets me through the day. And I, I tell people that that's the reason I'm a graphic designer is because I finally found a job that I could just listen to music all day and, um and not have to worry about it. I can't, you know, there's not too many jobs where you can do that. So yeah so. <laughs> just a huge fan of, of all different types of music
0: i like the idea that just they're just passing you around like i got this guy who needs him yeah all right yeah. here you go, here he, you go. go he does
1: this style. check it out and uh i guess they present like uh they give the bands like you know three different artists to choose from and they show them their portfolios um, so you kind of get passed around like that. Is is the best to my understanding of how it works. Um, I might be wrong.
0: Yeah, I like that story. If it isn't true, we're we're gonna pro- we're gonna propagate it. It's, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna become uh, it's gonna become lore. Brian's getting passed around like a groupie. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So like I said before, we we came to learn to you uh, locally through you know Nod Hill, and then you know you're doing work yeah. with uh, with Hanging Hills. So how does that? um, let's go, we'll talk to Nod Hill here in Connecticut. How does the process there work? Cause I mean, I think that, uh, we we've said uh, it many times that like the beer cans are kind of like the new album covers. And I think here in Connecticut, especially those, those labels kind of really scream off the shelves. And so, uh, you know, how does how's it working with those?
1: I and mean, they are fantastic to work with uh, Dave and Sarah. They, they've come to me with like, it's a, it's a highly collaborative process. They come to me with like a, like the supermanus they're like we want to do a supermanus and i'm like what an awesome idea to get to like to get to bite into you know it's like i kind of come up with that in my head but they give me that idea and then i kind of run with it um and we got to go back and forth until we get just the way we want it and um then on to the next one um but what a great client they've been and um just kind of build helping build their brand has been a lot of fun um and it's really where, um, I guess it's my, was probably my first full, like, um, from doing the logo all the way through the can design, uh, first brewery. I did work for Holy mountain out in um, Seattle. Um, was really my first, um, label label making experience But man, I tell my wife this the, the other day, maybe today or yesterday that, um, I, yeah, that's definitely my favorite thing to do. Um, beer can design beer can label design it's you're telling a story you're still using all the elements of design because you're having to establish a hierarchy you're having to make sure that it reads well um you want people to pull it off the shelf i mean there's so many different things going on and it's just such a fun thing to be a part of
0: yeah it's uh it's it's been a one yeah it's been a wonderful experience and I, like i said i've been looking forward to to speaking to you and you know learning learning your story for some time, and especially with all the the music, since you know, anytime we can talk music, beer, and you know good people, it's kind of a it's kind of a great day. So it's it's yeah, can like go it. all day. Yeah, oh yeah, we could yeah, as long as schedules work out, we could talk to people all day. So I think that uh, yeah, it's really cool. Now, so you you you're collaborating with them. You have the name of the beer, the style. Like, what are you, what are you using to kind of bring the you'll bring the label to life.
1: Um, And and just to backtrack on them, what's kind of cool is um, their logo. They're like, they came to me and they're like, we want a um, campfire, a hill, a meeting spot, and a rising sun or um, moon um, and and all these things. And so I I came up with this glyph-like logo for them, which is extremely simple, but tells a lot in a little bit of, uh, with very few lines, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to look at it, but you can see like the the tent, and you can see the the fire, the campfire, and you can see the hill that's also the tent, and then the the sun or the or the moon rising up behind it. Um, and then from that, you know, um, we started with the labels and and what were you asking me? I'm sorry, I just like totally switched gears on me. No, that's good because when you ladies. sell those
0: things, like it's when you start listening. I thought you were gonna say they wanted all these things that I couldn't get it done. And I had this and we came up with a logo. Cause then, but then as you're, you're mentioning, it, I pulled it up and I'm like, okay, well there's the, there's a tent, there's a campfire. Okay. There's a hill. Nope. Okay. And I'm like, wow. All right. So I, I, I like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, I was just kind of, yeah, uh, like a go ahead. You go ahead. No, I think I forgot what I was going to say. Then I was hoping you would say something. <laughs> and we would change. It's, just,
1: it's just like a, it's just like a glyph like Mark. So it's, um, You know, it's just, it's my favorite type of logo to do is when you can tell a story with minimal lines and people, uh, people often like, because a lot of my illustrations have a lot of lines. They think that they need a lot of lines in their logo. So it's, it's really a breath of fresh air when a client's like, Hey, let's just do something as minimal as possible. And that's not saying by any means that it's easy, but it's just, um, I think it stands the test of time a lot better when it's simple or minimal, um, like that.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, you know, from your, your process, you know, you're take, you're kind of deconstructing these, the, the things you're trying to represent. So how do you, how do you mentally like, do you see things like kind of like matrixy when you're looking at them now? Like, or do you break them up? Like, how do you like kind of, you know, what's the, the methods of the madness there? How are you able to take something so complex and find out, you know, which of the, the lines and the structure are key to, to retell that story?
1: I think you just tear it down as far as you can um until it it is barely recognizable and um you and then you realize what parts work and what parts don't and if you need to add something back in you add it if it's working without you know this line or that line keep on going until it doesn't make sense um and then back to where it does again make sense but it's as minimal as possible um that's kind of how I look at everything um it's just easier to represent it in a simple f- format and and pe- so a lot of people hate the word simple, but um, when I use the word simple, I don't mean by any means it's like a simple thing. It's just broken down very simply, very minimally.
0: Yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, the first time I say it during an interview, I'm always worried cause I'm like, I don't want to. And then I found myself like correcting all the time. Then I was like, like, I think they know that I'm not trying to be, cause I feel like there's like a connotation that by, Saying simple, you're, you're which is minimum I was gonna say minimizing, but you're saying minimalist. So, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not meant as a term of yeah, yeah, disrespect, yeah. but it's like to me, it's like the ultimate. You know, one of the the great compliments that you're able to do so much with you know so little in a way, which is isn't easy. It's it's much riskier.
1: No, it's actually I and I do think it's harder to degree because you're not you know when you're doing something more complicated, it's just like. You're not tearing it down. You're you're just kind of doing what what how it looks. You know, you're not trying to make it more easily to digest. Um, you're just giving it back how how people are seeing it, versus trying to create something new and unique. Yeah, I like it.
0: So we're I think we're we sidetracked a little bit, which I always love. Is you know doing the the beer labels for for Nod Hill. What's the you know what's the first call like of we have a new beer. You know what kind of you know, ideation or brainstorming—are you doing—and to to come up with the the designs and the stories.
1: Um, it depends. It really depends from uh, label to label. But typically, Dave will like um, send me an email and kind of lay out what their thoughts are. Um, he's like, "This one is a double IPA. It's going to be eight percent. Um, we want to make it. You know, this is a, this is what it, we're going to call it. This is the name of it, and the name really helps me." Um, come up with the story behind it, I guess. Um, it makes it a lot of fun because it's like them telling me what their idea is and then me trying to t- take that idea and make it better um, and kind of working together to build this thing that's awesome versus like me being out on my own, doing it all on my own. Um, it's, I, I really dig the collaborative process uh, of, of when clients are, are willing to do it. And they've got kind of a creative mind to um it really
0: goes a long way yeah I, I think that's really great now looking at it as this being your first um kind of beer or brewery that you've kind of created from soup to nuts do you have a, a kind of a design template that each can from uh you know what you were talking about before about all the different elements of trying to you know be seen from the different panes and you know people purchasing off the shelves do you is there i think they're from looking at it i would, I would assume so but where you always place the yeah, logo at the spot yeah. the bottom ribbon name type thing
1: I do I have like a little uh grid that I uh, for them it, each, each um, brewery has like kind of a, their own little template I get or or um grid that I kind of try to follow if you will mm-hmm. um not hills um g- very geometric um it all it it shifts according to like if I need something to work a little bit differently but you still see like a unity among the cans um, until we do, they, they do a lot of one-offs too that I, I don't really work on. I kind of create a template for them and then they take it and they add their fonts and do whatever they want to do to it. And it's it's fun to look at those as well. Um, but this, the core beers that they have, um, yeah, I definitely work off a template um, that I've created. Um, I just finished doing um, the core beers for a brewery in uh, Fernandina beach called Macama. Um, and if you look at that, you can see the template as well. Um, I just posted all those up on my Instagram and we kind of built off the circle at the bottom, which is a kind of a rising sun. They have this, um, they're on the beach, so they like have this, these dunes that they hang out at and, uh, have a good time and they watch the sun go, come, go down and come up. Um, so I, I thought it was cool to t- tell the story around the, the sun and how it, you know, it's either going down or coming up, but, um. It, everything builds off that. Um, and you can see kind of the grid. I've got the, the two women from the logo, um, standing on either side and, um, the, the circle in the middle and then everything builds according, according to that.
0: Yeah. You can check that folks again, Brian Steely on Instagram, Steely, like the metal S T E E L Y, uh, steelyworks.com. You can see them. Those labels they were just, uh, well, when we recorded this, they were just posted. So, uh, off the wait, or what have you, but we, <laughs> met, we we, mentioned before you're uh doing the rebrand for another Connecticut brewery, Hanging Hills Brewing Company. How did uh, yeah, how did that come together? I noticed the new logo has a you know, as a wolf um, with kind of a cool sickle well, tail, yeah.
1: It's um, the story of the black dog in the Hanging Hills. I don't know if you all know that, um, or if you know it from being in Connecticut, but um in the hanging hills there's this dog that supposedly um if you see him one time it's all right you see him two times it's all right if you see him three times you're gonna die (laughs) so i've got like um in the logo it's the dog's there and he's um his the moon's kind of coming off the back of his tail like a like a sith um like the angel of death kind of um so we want to have a little fun with that kind of that little story and um build off that. So we did that. Um Joe's a great guy to work with too. I mean he's very similar to the uh you just raise good people in Connecticut, I guess. But um just fun people to work with and they have great ideas. Like um you know we built uh we built the first label off of a great st- stone rock album. Um and that's up on my Instagram too. You know, I have to look back a few for that. But um and he's just like so he's such a maniac. He's like let's create some cool tap handles, uh, stoner rock musicians. They love their, um, they love their hot rods. So he had the tap handle made like a hearse shift shifter. Um, which I mean, I didn't have anything to do with that. That was all him. And I'm like, what a brilliant idea. Uh, and it's just like how people play off each other and like, uh, create, create these awesome things by collaborating.
0: Yeah. I love it. And then again, it's for another brewery, but, uh, I I believe it's the, minerva i think you did the the new mark for oh yeah 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 for eureka yeah it's really yeah, cool minerva for...
1: yeah. yeah and that was a total collaboration that guy um is an artist um and he came to me with with pretty much what was very i mean you can look on his page and see it it's um he, he wants me to draw wings because that's what i do i draw lots of wings and lots of birds um but he couldn't get the wings right so and, he, and Minerva's, their, uh, you know, they're um, I guess, uh, Athena was like, a, um, a she carried an owl on her back or something. And so we incorporated the owl kind of into the helmet um, and then just kind of uh, riffed off each other. Like, I'd send him a copy and he'd do his thing to it. He'd send it back to me and I'd do my thing to it. We just went back and forth probably like three rounds um, until we got to where we, we ended up. And... Um, um, I love I love the market. It was so cool to get to work with another artist and have it come out. I mean, two completely different styles, but have it come out like looking like a a fluid piece.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and folks, again, go to I'm not sure when this will air, but just scroll back through and it has like a gold foil to it. And Just I mean, it just really looks. uh, I remember at a period of time where I was just obsessed with like Roman and Greek mythology, and so
1: oh me me oh,
0: too. <laughs> it was just like wild, like what? And I was, just, I mean. Yeah. It's so it's seeing, what
1: you did when you're all age, You know, when you're a kid, you like, yeah. you have the encyclopedias, you open up the encyclopedia and learn about like Pegasus and Perseus and yeah, you know, all the, all the clash of the Titans.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So like to see that and then this story there and just kind of, again, we're saying before just to be stripped down to that. It looks like it, it's, it could be a foil that you or something you'd see on a shield or just, yeah, it's, uh, so much, uh, cheers to the crew. And, uh, over there at Eureka too, so that's pretty. Yeah, like I said, a lot of different breweries, a lot of different musicians. Yeah, not not so not so bad at all, my friend.
1: No, really enjoying my clients. It's uh, it's such a um nice place to be when you um when work becomes more like play and less like a job. Um, and I feel so fortunate to like have these clients. I mean, it's just it's crazy.
0: Yeah, folks, head on over to SteelyWorks.com if you're uh, interested in learning more, want to work with uh, Brian. Like I said, you have a great, great portfolio. You know, you've got a couple of cannabis clients in there. So, uh, you know, office parties must be pretty good over there at Steely works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not too shabby.
0: <laughs> and we are back. You're listening to episode 169, Mr. Brian Steely, Nod Hill Brewing. That Minerva, though, I know it's not a Nod Hill thing, but I love, 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 love that. I think update myself a little more on uh, Minerva. I think she's the goddess of wisdom and maybe warfare, but that's a it's a killer. So, as you can tell, I am a big fan of Brian's work. I think the the range and just kind of uh, the power of those simple designs, how they sit in the empty space, really allow it to kind of take over. And you know, they're great imagination pieces too. Allows you to fill in some blanks with your own story or, you know, memories. And I think, yeah, these are great episodes. We're really lucky to to be able to intersect and intertwine, get all tangled up in blue. You know. Um, music and and beer and obviously local the local breweries that he's working with while he's down in Georgia we've met other great artists uh, Matt Looning down in Georgia and so then we've also had others you know the the Fish Connection has been there you know Tallboy did one I believe we also um, Drew Millward and a few other folks that have done you know Art for Fish that we've had on and so that's a big deal for us kind of really ties it you know like that rug, it really ties the room together. So, all in all, it's just been a really great and, and positive experience for us. We're really excited. Like we said, uh, this is season 15. We're confirming season 16, which we're we're looking at the different artists that we've had of the past, trying to go go in the little way back machine and get some of our early editions. Uh, you know, our our Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card series. You know, way back in the day stuff and. Get that and share it with you. So I think that'll be really cool to to, to do that um, because if you look at it, and I wish that's the only thing I get why, but I would love if there's a way to edit uh, posts on Instagram, even if you don't get to keep the stats of the the likes or, or what have you. Um, the fact that we didn't have the, the branding early on in the seasons, uh, it's kind of a, a pet peeve. So I think it's our way to be able to to kind of bring it full circle and you know share that with you. But we do have. Several other episodes still to go, so uh, season 15 is nowhere near over, so we're not uh, we're not you know, we're not moving on to that yet. We're gonna try to do video, so we definitely uh, are gonna kind of uh, just go for it and see where we end up with that. So, we're really excited! So, stay tuned for that. As always, you can find us on our website 16ozcanvas.com. You can find us at 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use that hashtag. Uh, we are not uh, on Snapchat, but um, you can find us pretty much everywhere else. So look for that. Please get in touch. Tag us. It's just wonderful to see that. We decided early on, you know, we don't use the you know the hashtag beer porn and some of the, other, the others that are out there. We were doing our own thing. You know, we've been consistent. We're really trying to create our own. Our own community, which we're really appreciative that you're a part of, and early on we just went with the one six oz canvas, and folks started using it. That's how we found some of our guests. That's how we've connected with some great people. And now, if you you know go down that rabbit hole, there's thousands of posts that use it, and you know majority of them are not from us. So it's really just a just a quick thank you to everybody out there who's been supportive and you know in enjoying the project, who support us with our, our fundraiser, who's been to our uh, our art gallery shows we know that 2020 has sucked in a lot of ways um but you know it'll you know we'll come on the other side together and we'll definitely make sure we do some some really cool events um with that said wherever you are listening to this please support your local breweries and, and restaurants i believe it's some crazy number like a hundred thousand small businesses in the united states alone have closed um you know, during uh, the the pandemic and the, end the shutdown, and we could get into a you know a ton of reasons uh, why and, and go down that uh, you know that path. But right now, I just it's time to you know support those you can. Curbside is still available in a lot of places. There's different phases which I'm not really aware of and the differences in you know where when you can eat and how long and you know what size shoe you need to wear that type of stuff. I'm I'm not really up on uh, all the phases. I know you just got to keep wearing that mask. Support your local businesses, support your local artists, and uh, give us a good rating and review. That's a follow-up, right? Support us. Um, we still, oh, that two. If you gave us that two, you're in my headspace, so I feel you. But let's get back into it. It's a good episode, good energy, and anytime we can talk about you know music and and all these great you know things we're doing, I, I think that uh, yeah, we're just lucky. So. We appreciate this episode. We appreciate you, um, Brian Steely. This is is website Briansteely.com Steely Works. Not like uh, not like the Grateful Dead. Steal Your Face. This is like the metal. But I would like to see. I would like to see a mono line uh, Steely from from Brian. I think that'd be really cool. Maybe even play off the name, which I don't know if he would go for it. But you know, play off the, the steel and maybe do it like a metal have that look. It'll be kind of cool. So let's get back into it. Part two, 16-ounce canvas, episode 169, which is a really cool number and one I really like because it's 13 squared. And I don't know why I know that so quickly, but yeah, that's all it is, 13 squared and one and 169. So it's not a prime number, but it's uh, it's super cool. So here we go. Part two. Enjoy. Yeah. Now, so we know why was your first late uh your first uh record poster uh concert poster. What was your first like beer that you had that had your um your work on it?
1: Um that's that's a great question. Um I I believe the first one was uh Ter- Terrapin that's uh Athens Brewery. Oh yeah. Um the Georgia Theater um is a little theater um in Athens that a lot of bands you've heard of have played at um and it caught fire and burned down. And uh, Terrapin did a um, uh, four bottle series to like um, get back to the Georgia Theater and help rebuild it. And um, I was fortunate enough to like design one of the labels. Um, they each came in a the, the, uh, box, um, and the the Georgia Theater has this marquee that's um, it's kind of iconic. Um, so I created the box like the marquee, and one of the I think there's uh, wait, four of the boxes had golden tickets in them, um, which I designed as well. And if you got a golden ticket, you got to go um, to the Georgia Theater, the rebuilt Georgia Theater. You had a ticket for life, so you could go to any show you wanted to um, from oh. you know, that time on.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, that, so that was where it all started. Um, and then I've kind of just gone from there. Um, I had a long hiatus, before I didn't do any posters, and there was a long hiatus where I didn't do any more beer labels. So maybe they weren't that great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got another chance.
0: Yeah, and well, uh, whatever it is, all part of the story, man. It's uh, it's what got you here. So <laughs> it's it seems to be working itself yeah, out yeah. now. Now, do you have a, a preference in terms of like um, scope of the like size of the object? Do you prefer big poster or, or kind of the smaller label style, or is it you're indifferent?
1: Um, kind of indifferent. I I do love. I I will say. I I think my favorite thing to do is the beer label, but um, a close second would be the gig poster. Um, and it's interesting with the with the gig poster. It would be real nice of me if I'd make them eighteen by twenty four, so they'd fit in a ready made frame. Yeah. I um, mean, you wouldn't have to pay the big bucks <laughs> at the um, framing shop. But um, I like to just like I like to be just totally free with it um, and let it just kind of take me somewhere versus me take like being like stymied to like, Hey, this beer label has got to be eight and a half, by whatever, five and a half. And you got this much room to work with, um, with the gig posters I like it. Cause I can just be like, yeah, it ended up being 13 by 24 or whatever it ends up being. they, they kind of give me, I, I kind of build it out to that size. And then we figure out, um, how much the paper stock is going to cost. So like sometimes I'll have to scale it back um, or sometimes make it a little bit bigger. We can make it a little bit bigger, but um, I really like just go after what what the printer can print on the stock and cut cut as few um, waste, waste as little p- paper as possible. Um, and then everybody hates me because the framing of it costs a lot of money, but
0: yeah. I, kind, I of hate, kind of hate myself too because I never get to frame him either. <laughs> well, I don't hate, I wouldn't say hate, but I just, it's just <laughs> it's just, frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. I had a friend, uh, like a, a buddy's roommate and he was, uh, he worked at a frame shop and there was like a period of time where he was doing on the side and I'm like, every time I look at one of the ones he did, I'm like kicking myself, like why didn't I, do, like oh, I would kill to have, like it was just basically like whatever the costs were because he was trying to, it was almost like he was in, like an apprenticeship stage. I think he was just trying to learn more and kind of get, they feel for different posters and something like I have these ones from like random tiny little festivals that like the band played at. And it's just like, it's just so funny what, when I got framed versus like what I'm looking at, like, oh, I would love to have that up in the office right now.
1: Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Like I've got, I, I literally, like I was saying, I've got this, uh, you know, f- flat, um, flat drawers that I keep all the posters in. I've got old Alan Forbes, Black crows posters. And uh, I mean, just, richie back at grateful dead posters and just like all all kinds of stuff that i'd love to get framed and they're just sitting there because they're gonna cost me 500 dollars to get framed um so they're just gonna sit there for a minute
0: yeah one at a time we'll get there one at a time yeah if anyone out there is a framing company and wants to uh, sponsor we will mention your framing company every 30 seconds on every episode just hook me and brian up in the yeah, you know, right. we'll, we'll make it work that'd be kind of a good sponsorship you know the poster guy gets a a framing company uh yeah gig so if we can make that great. happen yeah we'll see what we can do set the bar low brian don't w- don't w- expect much yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
1: will say that i'm not i'm not i'm not getting paid for this in any way but i will say that uh frame bridge if you're looking for like a fairly inexpensive in um alternative to like going to a framer um is does a really nice job and uh it doesn't charges about half of what you, you're used to, what i'm usually used to paying so it makes it a little bit more affordable
0: all right noted we'll we'll see yeah. what we can do yeah that's good yeah, yeah. now we I, i'm pretty sure you're a music guy can't wait. We, we have a music question at the end so i think that we'll we'll geek out over that for a bit but uh yeah what kind of uh what kind of beers are you drinking these days
1: um right now um what i got in my fridge i've got a um some bearded iris, um, attention please, some homestyle. Home style's kind of my go to right now. Um I've got some new anthem. Um I've got some toppling goliath, King sue. Um what else I got in there? Uh some creature comforts, um remember mm-hmm. their triple IPA that they just put out. Um love those guys. Um yeah. Uh, so you guys, that's about it right now i got right. i got I, I mean i go to, i go to the beer i'm not lying this is gonna make me sound bad but i go to the beer store once a week and spend way too much money that's why i can't frame any pictures
0: <laughs> you drink them uh yeah i hear you know <laughs>
1: framing savings away yeah right but, during this uh crazy but, pandemic time
0: yeah now so you get bearded Irish from uh nashville they, they get you down to atlanta yeah,
1: yeah 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 they come to atlanta we um actually get some amazing beers down here it's uh yeah, it's pretty. It blows silly. my mind. We had like equilibrium in here the other day,
0: and um, yeah, we've been getting those in Connecticut. I mean, just,
1: now. what's that? We you just put, you yeah, we because that's out of New York. Well, no, it just
0: started. Like, I think that's one of the things you we've noticed is like some bre- breweries either getting like a temporary distribution thing or what have you. over here. Yeah, there's, yeah, there was a rumor of like other half coming to Connecticut, but you don't know if it's like. Uh, but I don't. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But I, I, and then I, that
1: sometimes, they'll te- sometimes they'll tease you and they'll, they'll, they'll show up for for a minute and then they won't come back and you're like, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. To, um, don't do that to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then we get some of them and like now deliver. So it's like, like you have, but you have to be a certain threshold. So I'm like, well, if I get two more four packs, I don't have to drive an hour and a half round trip. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Then it comes and the move was, I got an extra, uh, I mean, we got, you know, we inherited this extra fridge and, um, yeah, I keep it in the garage, so it's kind of like a, a secret stash. But uh, I think I think the rest of the, the family's on to me. I spend a lot of time in the garage. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you
1: can't keep them around too long either. The IPAs, you know, got to drink them pretty quick, or they start going bad on you.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, that's been. So it's
1: a bad. It's a good or bad problem to have.
0: It is. Yeah, we'll uh, we will. Uh, yeah, we will definitely uh, we'll take that problem any day of the week. So we would be remiss to not mention the pandemic. How have you been uh, making out? How are you? Know, how are things for? for you and the, and the, the crew?
1: Um, we've actually been pretty fortunate, um, in that, um, you know, my, my family's been safe and, um, um, I'm fortunately, fortunately for me, my clients are, um, cannabis, uh, CBD and spirits slash spear and everybody needs those things right now. So I've been super busy and haven't had a lot of time to think about the pandemic. I mean, other than it sucks and it's horrible, but, um, you know, it's just what I'm. I'm kind of a. I love going out, but I'm also a homebody, so it's it's easy to just of have time to work in the yard and uh, do stuff that you normally wouldn't have time to do. Um, I've really made the best of the time. I mean, I hate that I can't see live music. Um, that's probably been the hardest thing for me.
0: Yeah, I definitely first, live music.
1: First world, first world problems,
0: right? Right. I think it's all relative. I think that, uh, <laughs> but just yeah, even like some of the bands have been doing. Um, you know, the they're, they're right. drive, the yeah, like the drive, the drive-in thing has been kind of up here. They're trying to find farms and drive-ins and stuff like that, and doing like some live streams and socially distant shows, and so I, I, I'm not sure where it's going to go. Uh, but yeah, we had a ton of tickets. We, had, you know, we we're going to see Fish in Lake City and uh, Derek Trucks Band and uh, Goose and a few other, you know, bands that we were already on the docket. Yeah, it was so. Sad, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, those yeah. The the fish ones they they you, the option is just to keep them so they they rolled pretty much the whole tour to next summer so I'm I'm still hopeful that happens I mean, it would be kind of crazy I don't know know what they're gonna do for for New Year's it'd be kind of weird to not be at the the garden for one of the nights that week it's almost right. become like a it's become like a staple I yeah I go one night with my wife and then I try to go another night with a buddy so it's just like you know it's uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, again, first world problems. I'm yeah. You can do
1: that with panic too.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I had tickets to see like uh, William Tyler and Steve Gunn, um, and they canceled. Like they, can- it was like happening the next day, and they were like, "Okay, that's canceled." And then I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> okay. then all the refunds started coming back. And uh, P- uh, Fish was, of course, playing at uh, Piedmont Park, which is about five miles from my house. Um, two nights at Piedmont Park, which is been insane. Um, and I was gonna get to do a piece of merch for that, which would have been cool in my home state in my hometown. Um, so that was kind of heartbreaking, but, uh, hopefully they'll come back and we'll continue on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be there. And some of the music that's coming out since then and people are using this time to, I think it'll be yeah. good. And oh. the, the extra time with the, with the family that we may not have had before is, you know, is really important. So. It's all relative I think that uh, I mean it's not mm, ideal it and, is. I, and I don't love it but uh, you know I uh, I've had I've had really genuine good connections with, with people you know from you know new and old in my life and so I think that you know I'll find some more positives from it and I think uh, for the artist I schedule they have a little bit more free time I'm not happy about it but there's definitely been a little more flexi- flexibility than than when they were uh, up to their eyeballs and stuff so I don't wish that on anybody but sure. selfishly it's been a little yeah. awful.
1: Yeah, really? you can control what you can control and uh, yep. find the silver lining in what you can, and that's about all you can do. Take it yeah.
0: day by day. Yeah, a- amen, my friend. Yeah, I think it's great. And again, folks, uh, we're talking to Brian Steele. You can go to his website, uh, steelyworks.com, Steel like the metal, and then Brian Steely on Instagram, and just really, just a really impressive kind of, uh, you know, your whole your whole portfolio is, is really awesome, and I just like the fact that, you know, you have this unique style that I like the the old and new way to look at it and i think it, was, it does stand the the test of time and why it resonates i think with, with so many people you know myself included so i'm just uh i'm glad we're able to uh you know get some time to talk today
1: definitely and thank you so much i appreciate that it's always nice to hear good thanks
0: yeah oh well yeah i think it's just that it's also i think it's important to to let people know how much you appreciate them. So I definitely, uh, appreciate your work and, you know, as somebody who's had a, I would say a really storied career. I mean, you're not, you're not never close to being done. You know, I think in a way you're just getting started, but, um, do you have any advice for somebody that, uh, might just be getting started or just kind of, uh, is teetering whether to quote unquote go for it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that, um, be a designer you've got to be passionate about like any other job if you're going to be great at it you're going to have to be passionate about it you got to put the time in um I was working at my job for you know 40 hours a week and then I was doing this monoline thing for about you know 30-40 hours outside the office and that's what it took to like me get my my own style going um and just like creating it j- just out of the love of doing it um, and finding something that I genuinely was enjoying. And then people started gravitating and, and wanting to buy these pieces I was creating. And it just really blew my mind because I've been doing design for 20, you know, close to 20 years at that point. And I was just like, wow, you know, people are really interested in my, my stuff for my style. Um, so I, I think that you don't have to find your own style to be successful, but it does, it does help. It, it makes it, it makes it a lot more convenient when, when clients come to you for your style. Cause you've, you've, you've probably defeated about 60% of the the battle with clients cause they're coming to you for your particular style and you're not having to create like multiple things to figure out where they're coming from. Um, you don't have to create brandscapes and mood boards and such. Um, although I'd still do that from time to time with my agency clients. Um, but yeah, just be passionate about it. Um, and love what you do. And you, I, I think that if, if the person's halfway talented, they'll go far Yeah. and keep up on trends, keep up on trends and do a lot of reading.
0: Okay. What are you, uh, what's, what do you read? What are you reading now? Right? Cause I'll probably just order it right now. we were talking what, <laughs> any, any good books.
1: Um, I'm reading a L- 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 book, Herb Lublin's book. Um, that I've just had sitting around. Um, I'm more of a, um, I was an English major, so I read like crazy for my, pretty much my whole life. And then I just took a break from it for a minute. Um, I do a ton of internet reading and a ton of just like um, design book reading um, and whatever my particular interest at the time. Like, you know, if uh, one of my bands that I like puts out a book, I'm definitely gonna read that. Um, um, I I do a lot of reading of the inside of my vinyl albums. So, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of a hypocrite there. I don't have a specific book that I'm reading right now.
0: Oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, I just uh, – I always – yeah, I I buy – I've people recommend stuff right here and I like an interview and I'll buy it and then I'm like, okay. And then the weekend comes and we're going to go read it. And then I'm like, what do I pick? And then so I've, I've started like way more books than I've finished. And I always tell the joke – like my wife, it's just like one of their – if like a rain woman talent. She can read a book in a couple hours. Like if I could do that, I would read so much more. And I think it's my attention yeah. uh, or lack thereof. But like on our honeymoon, she read like at least a dozen books. And I always joke, like it doesn't make me sound very, you know, very manly. But she she read she <laughs> but she read so many books. Like it was unreal. She like was like calling the front desk. Like, uh, is there any more books? She's like, oh, they're like, oh, there's someone in the suite. And she's like, no, I read those already. Like, do you have anything else in there? Like, uh, you're in Jamaica get off the phone. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: my wife, my wife reads, and she, just, uh, she just crushes books and so does my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, uh, I, I used to feel crush books. And I think that because I took such a, a break that I, I'm the same way as you is like, I'll read a page or two and then all my mind will start to wander to something and I'll have to reread that page. Um, and then I'll, I'll, you know, like you, I'll buy another book and I won't finish the one I'm on. And, got a stack of books i need to finish
0: as well it makes me feel good though like when i buy them like i'm like oh, I'm oh yeah I'm like smart. i'm really yeah i'm smart i'm gonna take it to the level <laughs> here like i'm really gonna i'm really gonna be moved by this and i'm gonna tell them i'm gonna be able to talk to somebody that it they read it life. yeah i'm like let's do it here we go and it's like <laughs> uh all right i know that th- they're all I, I read the back of it and i kind of bullshit enough about it like oh yeah and people think it's good when you say you started it so Sorry, folks. In some ways, I'm a fraud, but you—you you didn't really come here for. Yeah, we all are, for, right? Yeah, for literary tales. So yeah, I'm just—I'm uh, just a catalyst for this adventure. Um, yeah. So then, so your yeah, the advice I think is really important because I think your story, and one that's we're at like a pivot point, I think now with like design and art getting a little more uh, parental cred, I think, because it's a new generation like who are messing the kids up. Um, but when I was growing up, if I said I was going to be an artist, I would have been like, "What are you talking about?" Even when I managed a, a band, it was kind of like, "Oh, that's a cute little hobby." Oh, like, "Oh, you're doing radio." Like, you got to, you know, when are you gonna, uh, when are you gonna go you know, work on your resume or you know, go see that recruiter? Yeah. So.
1: Exactly. Parents, it's become you become a real thing now. I think. So. Yeah,
0: parents, you can fuck your kids up pretty good. So there's a, bit, there's a lot of artists that are at home right now, just kind of. Uh, Working, working the nine to five or in retirement, saying I wish I could. So,
1: yep, for sure.
0: So, one thing, folks, you know, do do you have any? Do you have any prints or things that are available? Do you have anything that folks could like buy? I mean, I know it's. I think you're in a Um, unique situation because of all the designs you do are usually for commercial use.
1: I'm actually about to, um, as soon as I slow down a little bit, because design does ebb and flow. I mean, when I hit one of the lulls, I'm going to set up a web store and, and create some prints because I've been, keep getting asked about it. And, um, I do a bad job when I get, um, you know, like the, like fish, they'll give me 40, uh, uh, artist proofs and I'll, I'll end up giving like half those to friends. And then, you know, uh, and then selling like, you know, half of them and not keeping enough, um, or just to have around. Um, I got asked to do a poster show this summer and, um, or not this summer i don't know around uh, april and um couldn't do it because i, I didn't keep enough prints laying around uh, to have so needed to just do a better job i'm kind of a uh, newbie with the, the poster business i guess because i've only done for a few years um you know i did a bunch of dave matthews posters and i realized that he still had the clout he had um um, but I, I'm like, sure, I'll do a poster, and I did it, and uh, put it up on Instagram, and sold them all in like um, two minutes. I mean, it was crazy. I didn't, I had no idea that he still had that many fans. Um, so I've done several posters for him, uh, his band, and uh, six, several for Mumford and Sons, and then a couple for Fish, and then of course the Newport Folk Festival, which I'm I'm a huge fan of. I've gotten to do work with them for like the last four, four or five years.
0: yeah oh, it is great because I which is another example right we have talked about the uh minerva Al and then the newport folk festival Al. like I, you've, you're a big uh, also with like kind of nature and i think it goes back to like you're saying like the you know the early prehistoric times with the kind of these you know where that style came from i think that in a lot of ways the way you uh represent you know nature and, and animals a lot of your work is also another you know, calling card or theme of your of your stuff you know a lot of a lot of that is why i think i'm really uh you know, drawn to it
1: yeah i tell people that the reason i draw so many animals is like when you draw um an owl people can tell that it's an owl when you draw an eagle people can usually tell it's an eagle when i draw a person a um, specific person they're like who the hell is that you know so i'm like i'm not a good enough drawer to i stick with animals because of that.
0: yeah i think it just so. yeah lots well, i'm i really like it you know i think that and with your idea of kind of breaking it down, I think that it really allows you to just enjoying your work to celebrate it because you can see the the simple shapes and how you know they're layered together to make something bigger than themselves. And I think that's probably another reason why the style resonates because if somebody wants to look at it from afar, it's it's just the shapes that make it up, and then as you get closer, it tells a different story. So I think that's great for for you know branding obviously and you know shelf appeal when we're talking about labels and things of that nature.
1: Yeah, and uh, I get complimented all the time for um, spatial recognition and geometry, and uh, I was freaking horrible at geometry <laughs> uh, in high need? school. I was, hmm. I was not a math student at all, and I'm like, hey, you, I'm fooling you people because I'm, you know, I can draw a circle on Instagram. I mean, I mean a circle on uh, Illustrator. Yeah, like,
0: you hold that shift button uh, down. Yeah, hold that shift <laughs> button down, it's perfectly spaced. That's yeah, it. it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing I like. As someone who's uh, when I say learning, uh, illustrator, uh, every time I touch it, I guess it's a learning experience, but, um, yeah, it's just, I like the, the circular badge of it. I think that, you know, it allows it to, with the spatial recognition, just kind of the way it sits, you know, it really just kind of, it gives you a lot of control of, of layout and it's, uh, yeah, it's I'm really just kind awesome. of, yeah, it's awesome. You can stick awesome. it anywhere. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. It just sits, it sits on top of stuff for, for branding too, and kind of, uh, you know, watermarks and it's, uh. As the kids say, it's very versatile. So yeah, definitely keep us updated when you have the store because we would love to have some of your work in the yeah, do. You know, in in the studio for, for sure. I think it's just really powerful. I really like it a lot. Um so us ask this question. Um, do you have a certain naming convention? Like are you pretty organized with all of your stuff? Um, you know, kind of keeping track of all your files and stuff?
1: No, I'm absolutely horrible. I'm probably the worst, most unorganized person that, that you've ever met in your life. I've got um, – people at work used to make fun of me because I had a miscellaneous folders, and I had uh, – not only did I have miscellaneous folder, folder, but I had miscellaneous one, two, three, and I think even four. I'm um, horrible at, like, God, I'm bad. Um, I try to name it as close to, like, something I'll be able to remember, so when I go back and uh, – look for it I can't find it but I've had to redraw things because I forgot what I named it and didn't file it properly (laughs) Um, and that's it should be a learning lesson I'm naming Makama the new brewery that I'm working on now I'm doing everything like uh, I didn't do their logo but I'm doing everything past their logo Mm -hmm. like from keg collars to um, trays to um, uh, 18 wheeler wraps to um, sprinter van wraps to uh, I mean, you name it, like everything that you get tap handles, everything mm-hmm. you do for a beer is I'm, I'm doing it. Um, so yeah, I'm with this, I'm super organized and I've got everything labeled and, um, talk to me in another six months and see how I'm doing with that.
0: All right, cool. I remember, <laughs> I remember early on it would be, I would, before I could got, got better with it I would say I'm questionable now with it. I still, but I would, I remember I would have like all the files on the desktop and I'd be like, oh, I really like somebody would be. It would be like at work where I had to, like, someone had to come and I had to train them so they'd have to see my computer and I'd be embarrassed. I have like a thousand files on the desktop. So I would, like, select all the desktop, <laughs> throw them all in, a- in another folder called desktop and then the date. It'd be like desktop September 10th. And they'd be like, okay, well, I know anything you need before that. And then I would find myself having this. Net, so out of these layered oh, yeah. desktop files. Oh, it was so bad. So uh, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. I do
1: the exact same thing. I don't <laughs> want anybody to look at all these. And I'm also like the guy that has 500 windows open too while I'm working and I just, I'm bad.
0: Oh yeah. I, just I definitely,
1: work so fast. I work so fast that I get going and I forget like, let's slow down a second and like close some windows or like close the program. That's why your illustrator just crashed again on you.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah. I, would, I, I, <laughs> I would be like, well, yeah. Once I learned all the keyboard shortcuts, it was like the best. I was like, I don't have to touch my mouse now. I just like open up a tab in this instance and be, like, okay, here we go. Then a random ID comes in. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, so yeah, definitely uh the tabs I would find like multiple instances of like uh Chrome or something open all the time. Like, oh there's that there's that page I was looking at. It was on version there three is. of Chrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now
1: I'm the same way. And everybody at work. I mean they're and like when I say at work, um I'm in an agency like so I'm a I am i am an a, a boutique agency of one in this huge agency of like hundred and fifty people. Um, and they whenever I do work with them, they I mean, they hate me because I'm i am so unorganized and they've got this system and everything's saved a certain way. And I do it. I try to do it for a little while and then I just forget. And, um, and they're like, oh, if you can't find something, ask Steely because he's definitely the one that's like named it the wrong thing or not put it in the proper folder.
0: Yeah, uh, great minds, you know, you just got to get stuff done. So um... One thing I saw of, again, Brian uh, Steele on Instagram, Steel like the metal, um, is that some of your work. And another reason I think it's resonating with me is it, some of the folks getting tattoos of your work. How do you? How is that? How do you feel about that? Are you a tattoo guy? Like I think it's really pretty, pretty I, um, awesome. I've got, I've got, I've got a, you know,
1: I've got probably twelve tattoos. Mm, nice. um, but I don't. Um, I haven't got one in a while. I was just thinking about it's about time to get another one. <laughs> but I don't have any problem with people taking my work and doing it. I appreciate it when they ask. Um, I know a lot of people like charge like 25 bucks to take somebody's image and and, and tattoo it. I mean, that'd be awesome if everybody that got a tattoo for, of my work sent me 25 bucks. All
0: right. Um,
1: I would have to pay for beer for a while. There we go. All um, right, no, good. No, nobody, nobody does that, but I do appreciate people reach out and say, hey, is it cool if I do this? And I'm always tell them yes. Um, and send me a picture of it when you're done
0: and yeah i, I
1: just think it's you know if they're gonna if they're gonna put it on their body they they should be able to get it, take it and do
0: whatever they want with it so. well i uh i'm looking through it and that's what i'm thinking which one of these i'm going to get so i'm definitely uh I'll get my i get the Venmo ready for the twenty five bucks when we do it, and I'll definitely. Uh, oh, no, no no no! Uh, I was kidding. I was no kidding. no, I'm just kidding. Like I was I was uh, I still think because <laughs> my thinking is until we can have beers together anyway, we ha- we would uh, we would have had a few doing this, so it's a, it's a makes sense. But um, this is this to is be a no pressure question. I think it's going to be you don't have too many answers here, but you you kind of teased it earlier about being a designer because of your you know love of music. Um, what are you listening to? Do you do you listen to Fish when you're making Fish posters? Do you listen to you know? Album? I do, yeah. I do.
1: I listen to whatever band I'm making the poster for, um, and try to get into it like a little bit because I know that's important to the fans, especially like the jam bands. You know, I because I, I was on the, you know, I'm like you. I've seen probably a hundred and something, at least, hundred and something Panic shows, and then I've seen a bunch of Fish shows, and you know, oh god, I've, I've probably seen three hundred different artist, at least. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's so important so that you get in the mind of, like, the fan and, like, create something that's, like, meaningful to them, I, I think. Um, it's 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 important to me when I buy a piece of art from a band um, that the person has put some thought into it. Um, so I try to do the same thing, and I listen to the, the music of the band for sure. Even if I'm not super crazy about the band, um, I still listen to it, and I, if I actually find myself enjoying it and, like, Find the songs I like and all that, all that good stuff.
0: So, so does that help um, you? But, does that help you come up with the, the poster? Like, or how do you, When when does the um, this poster is going to be this? Like, how how does that come?
1: It's a it's an interesting question because sometimes um, the manager will have an idea or the band will have an idea in mind of what they're looking for. Like, uh, Mufford and Sons sent me a style guide for one of the pieces I did, and I'm like, man, they really got their shit together to be to. <laughs> um to to do that i mean it's fantastic um but it does um kind of sign me your creative freedom a little bit um fish um they kind of with the posters they let you kind of go do what you want um with the merch um there's usually an idea like uh, julia i'll have a, an idea and they're always really good ideas so um you know, she'll tell me what the ideas and then i'll go and like make make that happen and you know add to it or do my own little thing with it so
0: yeah, and um, again, a lot of the animals, right? You know, you have the the eagles and the birds yeah. and the pegasus. The hot llamas. The, yeah, and yeah. Tabu, tabu. yeah, it's they, great.
1: They, they're they're funny. They won't let me do fish, um, but they'll let me do they let me do a llama, and I was, like, real happy about that.
0: Yeah, I got to do an antelope um, next, so I tried yeah. to tell t- – t- t- yeah, I did an antelope,
1: too. Actually, yeah. I did an antelope um, – what was it? I don't know. I can't remember on tour, but I had an antelope called it antelope gramophone because it had like these little um, gramophone like horn things coming out of the ears so like i said it's just hopping you know galloping through the forest spraying the sweet sounds of fish all around yeah through its ears
0: yeah you do i <laughs> okay. think you have the one uh, the mayan one you got to work in some like some big fish for that but it was they're kind of a i did secondary. i did i
1: actually got to use fish then I, and uh, um that, I, that was fun for sure yeah
0: can't believe they let me do that yeah well i think it works it's it's with the the mayan tradition and kind of again going back to your your timeless uh art form but what are you listening to now what's uh what's on the playlist are you you going back to the yeah the staples you you throwing back the panic stuff with mikey what's going on
1: no man i am um i when i'm working i'm usually listening to newer stuff um i've been um I don't know, over the last couple of days, I've probably listened to Fleet Foxes' album probably 12 times. I think it's fantastic, and mm-hmm. it's right after the season, and um, they put out an album that can appeal to a lot of different people and cheer them up a little bit, so um, I've been really digging that. Um, I listen to a lot of um, a lot of guitar-driven stuff, like I love um, uh, Forsyth, Chris Forsyth, um, Steve Gunn, William Tyler, um, Kevin morby um not not too much on the guitar, but just a great musician um, and then I go back and I listen to you know I love the fruit bats um, I love um my morning jacket um, I don't know I pop around so so i'm like we're on drugs i love can't wait for their new album to come out um, i'm all, I'm pretty much all I listen to a lot of jazz um, uh, um, you name it, I'm probably a fan of it. Yeah, we... Not really a pop
0: guy. <laughs> not as much. I find I find some artists are good to... I can get the kids to do into it, and I can transition them into stuff. But we have two playlists at night of the Beatles and the Avid brothers that they know. Almost all the songs. So at this point, I'm pretty happy with where we're going with stuff. There's some of these weird YouTube... Yeah, yeah. Some of, cool. these, some of these weird YouTube songs they're listening to and what have you don't really work for me. But as long as they're going no, to be we- them
1: started That right? Yeah. get them to be weird and creative. To really get the kids going too. Yeah. We had that early on.
0: They had a few, you know, and just kind of like the Reba's. We the- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, we figured, and they've been with dinner and a movie. They know it's like uh dad's escape night. And so they'll, they will usually watch at least the first set or one of the sets of me. And when they did game you know, mm-hmm. we sat down and explained to them like what a big deal this was. And, my oldest, he's the third, so we call we do we call him Trey, so he kinda likes that. So that kinda works out, that kinda ties it all together. He's like, There I am. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, him. I'm like, What are their names? And he's like, yeah. Well, it I'm like, No, we're like their like are other names. He's like, Oh, cactus and Leo, and so I'm like, All right, we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> a little trivia. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. My wife was a more of a deadhead and you know, more fish, and then we we did the yeah, the I festival mean, circuit. Dead is like- yeah.
1: Grateful Dead is definitely like my—I um, mean, Jerry and Grateful Dead. Like, I love solo Jerry stuff and Con and uh, you know, all all that stuff. It's like I, I always find a, a place in the day for some some Dead, um, and then everything builds from that, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, our yeah, our point was that was yeah.
1: They're my favorite for sure.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I think I got a
1: funny story about that. Oh, good, go for it um if you if, I, if you have time for more oh anytime it's a grateful dead
0: story yeah trying tried, tried to wrap it up no no no
1: hey uh i was uh i was in i guess I'm trying, I, I can't remember how old i was i was young though real young and i was really into um american beauty and working man's dead i love those two albums um I, like working man's dead is still like probably my, definitely my top three favorite albums i just love it um but my best friend growing up, his older brother was a, you know, deadhead, went to all, went to a bunch of shows and he, they, they came to the Omni and he said he'd take us to one of the nights. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be so cool. Um, and this was when I was, I was, you know, 12, maybe 13. Oh, nice. and I can't believe my parents let me go. And I, admit, you know, I hadn't had a beer or anything at this point. I was pretty, um, sober Joe. So, um, I went to the show and I ran into my, um, Math teacher, and he was like spinning out of his mind, and then I was like, "What is going on with him?" So like, they start, you know, <laughs> space jam, and like it just like goes on and on, and I'm like used to like the working man's and the 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 American Beauty songs that are like you know short little, short little songs that are like I thought that that's what it was gonna be like, and I was so wrong. I was I was terrified. Like I left that place like I don't know about these guys. <laughs> Um, and then i revisited it back in like uh 94 or somewhere whatever that last tour they did um and i was like oh i, I totally i understand this now it all makes sense um
0: that's so great okay. you you're, saw your teacher when
1: you're a <laughs> yeah i was like no, you better give me
0: an a <laughs> yeah my wife teaches like eighth grade and like we would you know even when we go to the movies right we were like uh, the same say you know, we go to the movies or whatever, and, and, and see the kids, and you're just like, she'd be like, Oh man, I hope we don't see the kids. Tonight. Or for you know, we lived in kind of the, the same town as she, she taught, and we got to the bar, so I mean, like, you know, once in a while, you would see like a parent, she'd see like a parent, and be like, Oh, hey, but uh, yeah, we didn't see it, we haven't ran into any parents at uh, at shows yet, but we'll we'll see. Anytime I see like a parent in line with the kids or did something near oh, the man. school, and they have like a you know, like they have like the steely or something on their car, you know, it's like, All right, I see you, for good, all right. You're part, yeah. you're part you part of the it? you're part of the crew. We get yeah. I'm always like waiting. It's like I'm, there's it's come out like a handshake or something like that or what have you. So yeah, I definitely uh oh yeah. Well our 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 first son we were born when he was born, he was he, he was a preemie and we were in the hospital and we, like lived there for, you know, whatever it was. And we listened to probably American beauty easily a hundred times. Like we just, it was just on all the times. So, like I hear that first notes and um it just kind of like it's it can do no wrong, like pretty much
1: it's no, fantastic
0: yeah well uh i thank you so much man for uh for being a part of it like i i can't tell you how much well i did i hope i, I admire your work and I, I really just think that what you're doing is great it's unique and it's so it's so cool to see it on all these great you know brands and to to really you know learn your story and just uh you know glad that we're you know, you're like-minded folk and you're just uh, you're good people and you're you're doing something really creative and unique and i, I wish you nothing but the best
1: Thanks, man. That means a lot. Um, it really does. Uh, uh, having like people that actually like lo- like your work is is better than money, you know. <laughs> I'm doing something that people are enjoying.
0: Yeah, we 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 say that we hope that you know, art and design and being creative makes the world a better place. And just seeing all these, you know, things that you've been a part of, you know, you're you're putting that into action. That I said, yeah, you are. I mean, I think that <laughs> you're inspiring others to to Do what they love, you're representing really good people and their brands, you know, music, beer, bud, you know, and just good people, right? I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, if we had a little more of that, I think we'd be, you know, I I think things would be might be a little bit different. So, we have to uh, carry the torch, so to speak. And uh, you're you're doing a great job on trucking, amen, my friend, amen. So, I'm glad we got to connect, Brian. I, I, like I said, anything I can do to help in the future, and I know that. If you open up some sort of store and sell these as prints or pins or what have you, uh you know, I know that uh we'll be one of the first people on the queue. So thanks, man.
1: Cool. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.
0: All right, man, have a good one. Stay safe and let us know you, you get the let, good luck at the beer store later today.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Later. Take care, brother. Bye. Bye bye.
0: And there you have it, folks. Episode 169 is officially in the books. Not a bad soundtrack either, right? So if you're scoring at home for the music, we'll get that in one second. If you listen to, to episode 169 featuring the amazingly talented Mr. Brian Steele, steelyworks.com. Brian Steely on Instagram. You can follow along with his adventures, updating new designs and logos. It's kind of the, the day-to-day behind-the-scenes looks at what he's doing and just... Uh, it's awesome. So this is a great episode. I think that it touches on all of our all of our favorite things, you know, family, understanding, hard work, going for it, doing something you love, love what you do. Obviously, you know, the brands he works with from, you know, from fish to, you know, widespread. I, Dave Matthews Band, Mumford & Son, the music is awesome. The breweries here in Connecticut, you know, even cooler. Uh, I love the work that he's doing with Nod Hill. This episode, once again, is dedicated to our boy, Chris Cartelli. Fuck cancer. We'll be uh, getting some beers together at Not Hill in the future, sooner than later, and I look forward to that. Also, best of luck to the crew at Hanging Hills with their, their rebrand and their relaunch. It's uh, very exciting. I think everyone's looking forward to that. So that would be really cool to see. And then, as we mentioned earlier on, uh, we have a sponsor for our Sober October Adventures, So head on over to Athletic Brewing, pick yourself up a couple six-packs. I'm dying to try the Oktoberfest. Use the code CANVAS25 and receive 25% off your order. And if you order two or more six-packs, you will get free shipping. It's kind of cool to get beer in the mail and not have to worry or stress about it. Uh, When they sent me uh, a few beers recently, it was just kind of like, oh, good. I don't have to secretly lie to the FedEx or the mailman that they're uh, delivering beers to the house. So... It's a great time to be alive. We see all that's around us. We understand that it's not the same for everyone, and that's why you know we're we're humbled, and we're here to to celebrate. And hopefully, by listening to this, you find a little little joy, a little positivity. You know, Brian's work brings me joy. It makes me happy. I think you know it makes the world a better place, and it's just another dimension to all those things that you know I love. I want to thank everyone for being here. We're building this community together. Uh, like I said, it's tough times. We don't want to uh, downplay that at all. So, if you or anyone you know is having a tough go at it, please don't hesitate to reach out. DMs, IMs, ATs, replies, whatever. Aj16ozcanvas.com is me. Comes right to me. Uh, we do care. Someone out there cares about you. And so uh, we talked about the music. We went, you know we kind of uh, like we always like to do, we customize this one for Brian. Right now, you're hearing a little uh, first tube from Fish, uh, part of the New Year's 2019 run at Madison Square Garden. Oh, how much I would uh, love to be back back at a show and uh, seeing some seeing some of that right now. But like I said, it's all relative. Then uh, we had the, the Fleet Foxes' new record, which I think is uh, really solid, and I, I enjoyed listening to that. We've gotten turned on to the, those Foxes before, and so it's great to always good music out there, and that's one of the, the positives. And then we uh, started the episode off with a little widespread panic, Porch Song, Mr. Soul, going back to the show that made it all possible. Well, the run was a four-night run at the Fox Theater, but that one is the encore from... I guess technically if it's an encore and it's a New Year's show, it's probably January 1st, two thousand. I mean, uh, 1997, but the show is 12 96 We want to thank you once again for being here. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Wear a mask. We love you.